Yo, 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 it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests, ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. What's up, what's up, what's up? How's everybody doing out there? You're tuning in to Recognition and Respect with your boy, Official Schneeky. Uh, it's been a trying day, yo. The universe has um, thrown me some curveballs. There must be some cosmic shit going on. So first and foremost, my guest today canceled all last minute. I told him I wasn't mad because I sat here on the same platform the last time my guest canceled and talked about how I sometimes forget to put things in my calendar, forget to add people to lineups, forget to, you know, I, I'm not perfect. And so I, I didn't want to be a hypocrite and be pissed off at him for doing something that I have myself told people not to be mad at me for doing. So I told him, hey, man, I'm not mad. But I did tell my crew that I was going to call him out. So young Baca... You let me down, bro. You let me down. I was really excited to continue the conversation that Jelani and I had started about pay to play and uh, exposing artists to bigger crowds and um, the benefit. You know, Young Baca has made claims that he's, uh, and I'm not, this is not talking shit. I'm just saying this is the stuff that I was really excited to talk about, about uh, discovering new artists, discovering underground artists, giving artists opportunities to travel. New York, Canada, uh, get paid to rap, all this stuff, which is super exciting stuff for someone like me in my business with the people that I work with. So he was supposed to be here, couldn't make it. I was super bummed, but again, not mad, but again, calling the dude out because, like, WTF, bro, what the fuck. Um, he said we're going to reschedule, though. I'm totally open to it. Um, I am going out of town for two weeks. And then my entire October is booked up by Nightflare Company. So shout out David. He's actually going to be sponsoring the next couple of shows when I come back, bands that he's working with. Um, so November, I'm supposed to have his Over the Chemist come on my show. And hopefully at that point, I stopped booking so far in advance just because of stuff like this. So at that point, hopefully, I can get Young Baca on here and we could cover all these dope, important topics that are super relevant to me and my lifestyle. So yeah, no guests today, but like I said, there's something cosmic in the air because this is about two, three hours, no, nah, it's probably more, like later on in the day after I found out Young Baca wasn't going to be here, found out that my food vendor for my Saturday show is actually also going to cancel, going through some personal stuff, crew, you know, having to put together a new team and all that stuff and Again, I try to be a super understanding, compassionate person. I understand shit like this happens, but um, I don't know, man. It's just hard to not want to hold people accountable and not want to, like, like, just shake people and say, get your fucking act together. Like, come on. Show up. Do the work. Grind. It's hard. You're tired. You're hungover. You're jet lagged. Just, just be where you're supposed to be, you know? But whatever, man. Shit happens. I decided I was going to come on the show and vent and take some time to just reflect and be open and check in. And I did this a couple months back, 
when similar things were going on, and uh, it was really helpful to me. And I heard a lot of good feedback from my listeners and now my viewers that, you know, being vulnerable and being honest is actually super helpful for paving the way and letting people be more compassionate with themselves because obviously we're all going through our own struggles, our own journeys. So sometimes you can't make every commitment. Sometimes you got to say no to things. Sometimes you got to cancel and, you know, it happens. Life happens, man. So I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn because at some point it's like, man, go fuck yourself. Get on your shit. And at the other time it's like, yo, I get it. Shit happens, man. No one's perfect. So it's my Gemini nature, my duality. And I think we're going to be talking about that a lot today because, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm going out of town. Uh, I'm going to Mexico for two weeks. Uh, my cousin's getting married. And um, it's going to be a destination wedding in Mexico. Well, they live in Mexico, so it's not destination for them. But even for them, it's going to be destination. Um, and my mom decided, hey, let's spend an extra week out there. You're not doing anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, thanks, Mom. No, but, yeah, you know, always try to take advantage. My mom is retired, and she's worked her whole life to be able to travel. And so, shit, if I have the time. And back when we booked this trip, I didn't have a weekly residency. I didn't have a weekly radio show. I didn't have a lot of the things going on for me that I have right now. And so um, like scrambling to get my affairs in order and figuring out people to cover my sets and making sure that shows and promo and things run smoothly. And so a lot of stress, but you know, pressure creates diamonds. So I'm out here living my diamond life. Um, so let's get into Adventure Time. I'm going to run the show basically the same way I usually do, Adventure Time, and then I'm going to go into just a couple of ideas that I've been playing around with, um, blogging, and uh, just content generation, and about how to create new things for y'all. So um, we'll get into that. Let me talk about my adventures first, because I had a great week, actually. I spent a lot of time with the new crew creating, bonding, like just trying to work that into the schedule, like hanging out with Face and Barlos and Jelani and Smurf and making sure that we're not just a crew and title, but that we actually, you know, fuck with each other on a personal level and we support each other. So on Tuesday, um, I went to Indie Brewery because we are having our one-year anniversary of starting to do work with them. Which is another thing that kind of got me thinking this is cosmic because my guest canceled and I couldn't find a replacement. And I started thinking like, okay, what am I going to talk about for an hour? What am I going to fill up the space with? Like the after party is all about consistency. I couldn't just be like, yo, Montana, I'm not going to do a show. She'd been like, what? What? So I was like, okay, I'm going to come up with some great content. So I started thinking like, yo, I'm having a bunch of one-year anniversaries in the next couple of months because at this point, even though I've only been in doing shows with the after party since April, my whole journey from academia to entertainment has actually been going on for a year now. And I wrote down a little timeline, and we'll get into that later, but I want to first build up to that with my adventure time. So, Indy, one year, coming up on Saturday. I, on Tuesday, we went to the venue because I'm going to have Tetris from the WAI crew there and Edlin, who helped curate the Sella Arts Festival art walk portion. And uh, I wanted them to walk around the space and actually try to do something new and fresh. It's one year. 
and I kind of like, you know, the, the, the format has been the same, so I was like, how do we switch it up? How do we make it better? So, Tetris is actually going to be doing live art, a giant mural on some, like, I don't know, some big board. And Edlin is actually going to bring in floating walls and have his art on display. So there's going to be, like, a legit art gallery type feel. And then I'm going to DJ, and I'm bringing in Lovesick, and then we were supposed to have a vendor, but he's out. So we're going to figure that out as soon as I'm done here. I'm going to make a bunch of phone calls. But we walked through the space. We had some beers. And we really thought about how amazing it is that you have this small, unsuspecting brewery in like a random part of town where you would never expect it to be at. When you drive through there, you don't even know it's there unless you're looking for it. And just to be able to walk inside and see like this environment of like good beer and games and fun and people have their dogs and people have their kids and just the fact that I've been able to work with them consistently for a year and like bringing that out, celebrating it, bringing it to the people. So Tetris, local local legend, did a did the mural or did the Sela Arts mural. Um, super talented dude. Right at this minute, I actually asked him to come be my guest. He's actually painting right now on Slauson and King and just like getting down with his... And that's what he does. He's a muralist. He gets commissions to paint all over the city. He's well-known. His crew is well-known. And I'm pumped that he's going to be doing live art. And that's the thing. Like, at, If you've ever been to Indy, we're going to have the rolling door open and homie's going to be out there with his aerosol cans doing live art. And then he's going to have his work on display inside and me and Lovesick are going to be DJing, and homegirl Edlin's going to be celebrating her birthday. So I'm, expe I'm expecting it to be a sick night. Expecting it to be a sick night. After we planned that out, um, it was my homegirl Melly's birthday. Happy birthday, Melly. Her birthday is actually on 9-11, so it's kind of hard to forget. <laughs> and uh, we went to the Wolf and Crane, and, dude, they had a legit jazz band there. It was like a four-piece they were playing the standards. It was dope. The, the ambiance is really dope. If you've never been to Wolf and Crane, check it out in um, downtown. Yeah. And then right after Wolf and Crane, I went and had a studio session with the Monster Mashup Clan. And we were there until like 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, working on new music, talking about, you know, just getting excited about everything that's going on, you know, the shows and the videos and the fact that we've all kind of come together and like, Again, this whole cosmic thing, right? It took me a year to figure out, like, to get a team that actually, like, their grind matches my grind. And we're both kind of, like, the synergies matching up and the styles match up. And we're on the same level. And it's, it's dope. It's a beautiful thing. So I've been trying to spend a lot of time with them. So then Wednesday, um, I actually got to go and do a focus group for Belvedere. And honestly, if there's anybody out there looking for some extra cash who has time in the middle of the day, these focus groups are legit, yo. I gave, I, for two hours of just talking about vodka and communities of color and how not to be, um, not to be tokenizing uh, marginal communities and just being able to like let these advertisement companies know that there's like real woke people that watch their ads and can see right through them was so gratifying. And I got paid 125 bucks for two hours to sit there and like talk about marketing and marketing to me, to my communities, to millennial, educated millennials who believe in social justice and how like contrasting what Nike 
did to what like Pepsi did and how one of them was like, no, and the other one was like, damn. And so I'm actually like trying to find more focus groups to sign up for because I think you could probably like pay some bills with those things. You do two or three a week, make like three, four hundred bucks for six hours, seven hours of your time. Obviously gas and driving and travel and all that, but to just talk and give your opinion and kind of like let your voice be heard, super easy money, dude, super easy money. And after that, I went to Smurf's lab and we were free. I was amazed by this direct to garment. And if you haven't followed at Street Rebirth yet, go check them out because there is mad potential in this new technology that the homie got. Basically, you take any photo and you could print it onto a shirt, like print, like, and it just comes out perfect every time, consistent, clean, multi-color, full-color images, straight to a shirt. If that's something you're, something you're interested in, reach out to my boy Street Rebirth and get your merch made because that shit's legit. And it was just real cool to see homie in his element working. You know, I always see him out at the events vending, selling his gear, and doing the hustle part, uh, but it's rare to actually see behind the scenes. You know, I get to see Ray's process, Cultivarte Studios, all the time because I'm there. I see him set up the screen and print and do the images and all that. And so to be able to be there with Smurf and see his process and see his work, it just, it really made me feel like, okay, like part of the crew, you know, I'm getting, um, like we actually hang out. It's not just like by title. It's like, Nah, man, we chill, and we're seeing each other's work, and, you know, we're helping out where we can, and it's like real teamwork, you know, like picking up the slack, doing what the other can't, showing up to do some heavy lifting, to help out with whatever you can. It's like we ran cables and power, and we were helping reorganize stuff, and it was dope, man. I, I, I felt good to be able to, like, help him do his thing, because I know that him doing his thing is going to help everybody else fucking elevate, and that's like... Again, it sounds selfish and egotistical, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you gotta, there's balance to everything. And so two days in a row with the crew, back-to-back -back studio session, creating clothes, just really on this hustle, you know, and I feel like I'm energized, energized. And then Thursday, Hound Bar, and I did something completely different this time. So on Thursday, I played no hip-hop. I played no EDM. I kept it to a legit emo screamo rock night and honestly like i got some pretty good feedback yo uh the song that everybody sang to was oasis's champagne supernova dude the whole bar it was i was i wasn't surprised because that's like classic karaoke song but i was just surprised that everybody knew it because you just generational gap 90s you're never sure how old people look in the dark so it's pretty uh it's pretty dope and again another week that i had the whole bar singing another week that i had great turnout friends came to visit people came to drink people came to enjoy themselves and i'm actually looking forward to it this thursday to do it again super hard and i'll probably do the same thing i don't know i mean i can play hip-hop edm if i want but i get to really dig into my rock records you know i started off listening to rock I actually grew up listening to 90s shit and listening to K-Rock and, you know, fuck it, like all that stuff, all the stuff that my brother used to listen to basically was what I grew up listening to. And then I got stuff from my parents too, but I remember like a bulk of it was just like 
90s rock and roll. So the fact that I get to like play that, real obscure tracks that people don't even know about, the used, filtered, trust company, Hoobastank, like it was just dope like to be able to like really dig and I played some Mars Volta, I played some Tool, I played some Perfect Circle, like all the shit that I like to listen to that I normally don't get to DJ because it's not like cracking. I got to play and people actually dug it. So it's just really refreshing. And again, local bar owned by a young entrepreneur, by an entrepreneurial family that's invested in the community. They hold uh, political fundraisers there. They let us, they let my brother's band do a photo shoot there. Like just really down to like be open and have people be part of it. Not just a business, like you only make my money, but more like, yo, like how do we work together? And I think to me, special. I like, I like working with those kind of companies. If you're that kind of company, if you're the type that like wants to actually see yourself be part of the community and wants to bring people in and actually build up, reach out to me because that's what I do. Um, side note, we went to Border X, San Diego. They're actually expanding to Bell right in my neighborhood. And they had an investors meeting. So I went to an investors meeting. I didn't really go to invest. I went to like try to get an entertainment contract and like book their shows and DJ and you know run entertainment there. But throughout their pitch, I mean, I really felt like, oh shit, this is something I should invest in because it's like the same thing. They're like reaching out to the community for investors. It's like the cheapest you could do is a hundred bucks, and you could have a piece of this company and it's all safe and it just really opened my eyes to what we can do when we're like community based and not just in a buzzword type of way but in a real way and I know I say this shit all the time and people are probably tired of hearing it but I just keep seeing it dude I keep seeing it I keep having conversations where it's evident it's like everybody wants to support Everybody's really happy for you, and they want to they want to talk a good game, and how you know they'll they'll support you, and they see your dream, they see your vision, but they don't go to shows, they don't buy your products, they don't post your flyers, they don't tell their friends about you, they don't actually do real tangible stuff. That's super easy for them. It does not cost them anything. It's not even hard, but they won't do it because it's like it's fake, it's surface. They don't actually like they don't actually believe in you or support you. They tell you that because they know that's what you want to hear. And it sucks because those are your friends and your family and you stay up late nights wondering, fuck, why don't people love me? And it's just not that, man. They just don't love themselves. They're miserable. They work shitty jobs. They don't feel like they're creative. They don't feel like they're doing anything special. And so they're like, they shit on you because you're doing everything they wish they could do or everything they, they totally have the ability to do and just don't because they're scared. It's like... It's sad, man, but you know what? Can't let that stuff bring you down because there are people out there who really do support you and who really want to see you win. Like me. Sneaky loves you. Sneaky wants to see you win. And if you want to see Sneaky win, then we can help each other to win because I like, I like W's. I like W's. So then Friday was speak easy, and let me tell you that my boy G Hippie killed it, dude. Not only did we hit 1500 at the bar and we were able to get another payout, the acts were dope, the, the crowd was dope, bunch of new faces, people I'd never seen. And it turns out that if y'all were listening to last week's episode with the black and brown movement, you know, they were talking about DJ Smurf. 
Turns out it was the exact same DJ Smurf that was at my event, and I didn't even know that they were talking about the same Smurf. And so when they pulled up, because they said they were, and they did, because they actually followed through with what they say they're going to do, they were like, yo, that's the homie Smurf. And I was like, the guy you were talking about, that I was talking about, that we were, it is like there's only one DJ Smurf, and now I believe it. So Smurf, thank you, connected all the circles, old cats, young cats. Smurf was out there dropping old school sets, scratching it up, killing it, and then his son, 20-year-old, 21, See that bar? Sick-ass rapper. Legit has mad musical skills. And, like, I guess they're estranged in somehow. So at some point, my boy G-Hippie brought families together. Father and son duo. Scratch ra DJ rapper father-son duo. How, tell me that that is not community. Tell me that's not real. And then Saturday took the day off. But did I stop working? No. My homegirl, Thalia, had a birthday. Happy birthday, Thalia. So many September babies. What's up with that? Y'all parents were fucking a lot in, like, whatever nine months ago was. Anyway, she set up a jam session. And for those of you who don't know, I used to play trumpet. And for those of you who do know, yes, I'm still bad at trumpet. But we got to jam. Not only did I take my whole DJ setup because I'm trying to get better scratching, so I was like, oh, I'll scratch over live band, and which was really dope. I was scratching up acapellas. I was like sample like dropping vocal samples over beats and it was dope but also i pulled out my trumpet and i wasn't as bad as i remember being so i don't know what that is i don't know if my memory's fucked up or if i somehow got better without practicing <laughs> which doesn't happen so my memory must be fucked up but i had a great time dude we actually jammed i was able to find notes i was able to write lines at one point i'm pretty sure like i was doing the vocals where i was like verse and then oh here's the hook and then I created a verse and a hook and everybody was changing with me and I was like holy shit I'm still a musician yo and so thank you Thalia for that it was super dope that you brought us all together to jam my homie was playing bass other homie guitar we had another guitar at my tables drums tambourine keyboard it was like I haven't been in a band in a long time and I remember how fun it was to like be able to jam with people and let like energies you know, just let, oh, it's your turn. Yeah, do something. Oh, we'll follow you. And just kind of that give and take, that communication in, like, musical communication. It was dope. And then Sunday, I did something that I never do. And when I say never, I'm lying because I do this all the time. But uh, I went to, <laughs> I spontaneously decided to go to a day party, like a rave, house, tech, music, techno, and... Um, I honestly only went because usually I'm booked on Sundays. I'm usually working and like I have shit to do. And it was like one Sunday where I was literally like, I'm free. And it was another homegirl's birthday. Those September birthdays are out of control. So I went to this thing in the park, DJ at Grand Park. It was the last one, summer sessions. It was like house and techno and everybody was dancing, beer garden. It was good vibes. And tell me why I didn't run into some people that I hadn't seen in over 10 years. And tell me why we connected, and I told them about the Hound Bar, what I do with the rock, and now they're going to go on Thursday. So see, even when I'm not working, still working. Like, I didn't work on Saturday, but I was practicing my DJ skills. I was practicing my musician skills. I loaded and unloaded and set up, like, practice, right? It's like I was still working. And then Sunday, I was literally partying. But while I was reconnecting with folks, I was making sure to be working like, hey, I DJ, I have shows, 
I do this, I do that. Y'all should come out. It's, it never stops. It's 24-7, y'all. And that's just, that's just the life that we live. And so that was my week. That was my adventure time. And in preparation for this show, not having a guest and realizing that I had two one-year anniversary coming up, I decided let's fucking think about the year, dude. Like I said, I started After Party in April. We are now in September. And I have done, this will be my 24th, 23rd. This will be my 23rd show in how many months is that? Well, like in six months, 24 shows in six months every week, consistent, consistent. And when I think back to the last year, because I moved back, in, I moved back to L.A. in July. I, I told you, I was looking through photos, trying to put, I was like, what am I going to talk about? Well, let's talk about the year, dude. You've had a crazy year. You have two events that are coming up, and you've been working with two venues for a year. Indie was like quarterly, so it was like every couple of months, but Speakeasy was like legit every month that I was throwing shows, booking acts, promoting, freaking showing up, making sure the system worked, trying to up the game too. Like if you were there on Friday and you hadn't been there in three months, it looked completely different. I got rid of the tables, everybody's standing up. I brought my own belly up tables. I brought more lights. I switched the systems around, so now there's like a stage area. You know, like I'm always trying to upgrade, upgrade, make it better, make it more interesting, make it exciting. And now we've been doing that for one year. And that's wild to me because uh, I moved back July 3rd. I bought my first shower curtain for my restroom, July 3rd. July 29th was the first time I ever did anything at Indy. I, I got booked there to rap. And while I was rapping, I looked around. That was the first time I'd ever been there. And I was like, yo, this venue's dope. I went to go talk to the owner. I was like, yo, I want to do hip-hop DJ shit here. And he was like, yo, we're actually looking to not do bands anymore because it's too loud. We're looking for hip-hop DJ shit. And I was like, got you. September 30th, threw my first show at the Indy Gallery with Daily Fresh clothing, art, craft beer, trying to help out entrepreneurs. And that's another thing I've noticed. Like, I thought about this last year. Like, there's people I don't work with anymore. Like, Daily Fresh, still doing their thing. We don't work together. Go, Ready, Set, Go Fitness, still doing their thing. We don't work together. At one point, we were trying to, like, collab and make shit happen, you know. The homies from Free From Envy, Sell Out Hip Hop, we don't work together anymore. And it's not because bad blood or whatever. It's just... The hustles weren't matching, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't getting anything valuable out of it. And that's why I have this like weird Gemini dual personality thing where it's like I'm super egotistical, but I'm trying not to be egotistical at the same, like I hate my ego, but I need it to survive. And so it's like, I know what I'm worth, I know my value, but I don't always get to like, I don't always get what's coming to me. And that's cool, man, because honestly, like I, I was looking at it and there's just a lot of things that I didn't even deserve that I got handed to me. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I did five, six years ago that just happened to pay off right now. And sometimes, like, those are the moves you got to make, like the art walk. I started doing the art walk in January. It's about to be a year, and I've never been paid to do it. I do it for free every month for a year. Show up, hungover, tired, broke, no gas in my car. Show up. On point, on time, early, music playing, crowd jumping, cracking. It's cool, you know, it's an investment. 
putting that time in. Dude, I got booked for Crescent Nights on September 21st, and that was the first Crescent Nights. And now in two weeks, they're going to have their third one. And that was the show where I met everybody. Demise booked me because we went to high school together. And at that show, I met Derange, I met Dre Blue, I met King Clyde, I met Destro, Suave. And now Destro is my, like, my homie. Like, that's like my little brother. And now all those people that I just mentioned, I've booked them for shows. And it's all because I went to that one show from that one dude who booked me because he knew me from high school. So like I didn't really, some of these stuff I didn't earn, you know, but I got the chance, I showed up, I took advantage, I made the connects, I made the contacts, and a year later, still doing it, you know, and it's just, I mean, it kind of goes on and on, like Newport Beach for New Year's, the dunes, I got paid like 600 bucks plus another 40 in tips for playing music. Granted, haven't done a gig there since, but like, I just happened to know that dude from UC San Diego. I didn't deserve that. I didn't earn that. You know, it just, it happened. I, it was something, a connection that I had, and I made it work for me. Like, Caged Monkey, Greg, promotions. Like, when I first got back, I had a reggae, uh, I had a reggae residency in Long Beach. Y'all remember that? Every Wednesday, shit never went anywhere. None of that, sh none, of that none of that, like, it doesn't even matter that I did all that, but I did. And so, I guess my point is, like, there's going to be a lot of things that happen to you as you're going through your day-to-day, -day, and I feel like you're not always going to know what's going to come of it. And you have to really be present and, like, be thinking about all your opportunities, man. Like, always be working. I, and it sounds horrible, right? There's, like, no life-work balance when you're trying to be a full-time artist, entrepreneur, CEO, trying to live off your art, like, you got to hustle, 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 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I, I, I actually, it's like, I live 48-hour days sometimes. The, sh the amount of shit I do in one day, it feels like I did two days. Then other days, I will not do shit for like three days. So don't make me, don't, don't let me sit here and tell you I'm perfect and I'm a hustler because I am, but like, dude, everybody needs their days off. Everybody needs their breaks. Everybody needs their time. And yes, make that time for yourself, definitely. But just think about it. Like, in the course of a year, think about your last year. Last year, and how much of that actually contributes to what you're doing right now. Think about it. It might only be like four, five, six things over the course of a year that legitimately bring you here to this point. And I've just been tripping out and reflecting on all that because... I have my one-year anniversaries coming up. It's like speakeasy, dude. When, when we did, let's see, when was it? August 18th, Pump Gatto and me were supposed to do this show, Summer Shenanigans, and I was still working in SD, completely dropped the ball on it. It was a horrible show. Uh, EOTR ended up showing up and basically took it over. Like It was like their whole crew just took the mics and were doing like a freestyle cypher session. Like It wasn't organized. It wasn't promoted. And I took total responsibility for that. I told Pump. I was like, look, I'm sorry, man. I was like, I was not around. I lagged it. My bad. Let's do another one. And the next one we did was literally the first speakeasy. And the only reason why I even became that was because I told Pump, like, yo, like, we should be getting paid to do this. We need a budget. Where's the money at? 
And at that time, I, was already, I already moved back. I was trying to live off this. I had DJ gigs. I was like looking for clients. I hadn't established myself yet. I haven't had my company yet. And he was like, yo, there's no money. There's no money. There's, there's no budget. And I was like, I don't believe that. I was like, set me up a meeting with the manager. I want to talk to her in person, 10 a.m. at a bar in the morning, drinking beers. Asked her for the budget, and she straight up told me, this is what we usually pay people. It literally took asking a question, like, yo, can you pay me? This is what I'm going to bring you. This is who I'm going to promote to. This is all the equipment I have. These are all the artists I know. Like, here's the, pa here's the value that I packaged for you. Got paid. Every month, consistent money for consistent work booking shows, finding new acts, keep it interesting, not having the same lineups on every show, um, finding new ways to promote, changing the flyer up, finding attractions, food vendors, art vendors, pop-up shops. And now we fast forward to a year later, and here we are. You know, breaking 1500 at the bar, like getting an extra payout, like being able to reunite families and freaking bring people to a dive bar in their own neighborhood that they never thought that they would ever walk into. And now it's like the spot to go every second Friday. It's been a wild year, yo. It's been a wild year. And I just, I can't help thinking about all the people that have like helped me get here. My brother Raul for finding alternative sources of income, passing me off clients, Cultivarte Studios. Like, I made my first button. I made my first, I pressed my first merch August 23rd. And since then, we've printed hundreds of shirts, thousands of stickers. And it's just wild to think, like, had I never come back to L.A., none of this would have happened. Had I never showed up to DJ places for free or showed up to rap places where I wasn't even invited to rap to, like such random things at the time, but like that's life, yo, that's your life in front of you happening. Are you going to let it be random or are you going to be there making sure you talk to the right person, pass your business card to the right person, give your sticker to the right person? And again, a lot of this shit was luck, and that's like, that's my duality right there. As egotistical as I am, and I want to say, I did all this work. I was there, I made the connections, I DJed, I did a bunch of shit for free, I showed up everywhere, I talked to everybody, I was kind to people even when they were mean to me. Fuck it, I, I, I let them take advantage of me and did not say anything. I could say all that, but at the same time, a lot of it was random, dumb luck that I just happened to be in the right spot, at the right time, and the right group of people saw me do my thing, and they were like, that's the guy. Just show up consistently. Even when you're partying, work a little bit, <laughs> you know? Get some, pass out those numbers, pass out those stickers. I'm sorry, I, I did a lot of vandalism over the weekend because I was just slap-tagging my name up. <laughs> Shake it! everywhere do the work man it's been a year so i hope to see you this saturday well first of all hound bar on thursday and i'm pretty sure it's going to be a, a reunion an allen theater reunion allen theater cafe cashmere reunion so if you're around from those times like 03 
to 06, 02 to 06, and you were around in that like that golden era, the mecca of Southeast LA ska punk scene, there's going to be some familiar faces at the Hound Bar on Thursday, I think. And on Saturday, I'm expecting it to be wild. Like I said, Edlin's birthday, first of all, so she's going to have all her homegirls there. She's curating the art, so the art's going to be on point. Tetris, the local legend muralist, is going to be doing live art. And then you got two full-time career DJs who basically just promote and play music for a living. I'm expecting it to be wild. We're going to have the extended patio. I'm going to find a, a replacement food vendor, and it's going to be wild. It's going to be good. And then next month, in October, Speakeasy's one year. And we're going to have the After Party West live radio broadcast from the Redwood Room in Maywood. Homegirl Gina is going to be doing her social media corresponding. We're going to be live on location food vendors, pop-up art, live art, sick lineup. I'm actually bringing spoken word. Homie Praxis, who uh, curates Alivio from his garage. That's an open mic that's been running for over four years out of the homie's garage because he saw a need and he made it happen. And I feel like that's like literally the golden rule of anything successful. There's a problem, create a solution. If there's, some, if there's an issue and you can find a way to fix it, there's value in that. That's how you connect that. And I'm still tripping out, dude. A freaking year. A year. <sighs> so this is me venting, filling up time, talking about my duality. I'm going to be bringing back the vlog, Sneaky Vision. For a long time, I lagged it because I promised that I was going to tell you about Mexico and Hawaii and Brazil. And when I started doing it, I realized that that was going to be a lot more research than I was actually willing to do. And so I'm just going to start season three, and we're going to be in the mix showing you my day-to-day. -day. And I'm going to try to be consistent as I am with this show with that. So I'm going to be on my content generation. Be small, dude. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry, my guest didn't come, young Baca. I'm going to hold you to it. We're going to reschedule. I want to talk to you about getting artists paid and why they have to pay to play and how that benefits them. Because I want you to make your case, bro. That's, that's, your, that's, your, um, that's your philosophy. That's your system. That's what works for you. And I want to hear how that works and why it works and why people should buy, buy into that philosophy. So we're going to reschedule. Till then... I'll be in Mexico for the next two weeks getting fucked up on the beach and chilling with my beautiful, wealthy Mexican family, enjoying the hell out of myself and taking, like, legit time off because I don't think I'll be able to work over there. But you never know. Come back, and I'll tell you stories about how I got connections. I'll be playing there or not. Also, rumor has it, Sneaky might be in Brazil and Jamaica next year on tour. What? Oh, what? With only three minutes left? Can't get into that? Sorry. Tune in next time, bro. Find out what's cracking. R&R, recognition and respect, every Monday night, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all.
Take a stop. DJ T's and right now you're tuned in to the freshest music and the hottest shit.